Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, October 4th, 2021. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter into action on page 88, the first paragraph, beginning with, it works, it really does, and we're reading through to the end of the chapter and commenting on those paragraphs only. Today's readers are Gina F. for the 12 Steps, Melissa W. for the 12 Traditions. Our big book readers are Sandy C., Julie R., and Susan S.H. Our newcomer greeter is Leon B., and our second-hour moderator is Maria F. The reference number for Sunday, October 3rd, is 17,857. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, to Shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. I will now ask Gina F. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. Gina F., compulsive overeater from Connecticut. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Gina. I will now ask Melissa W. to read the 12 Traditions. Morning, Melissa W., grateful to be recovered in New York. Uh, Twelve traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, 
Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards and commit or committees directly responsible to those who they to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the le- level of press, radio, films, tra- television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you all. Have a good morning. All right. Thank you, Melissa. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing on what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of chapter into action in the big book, page 88, the first paragraph beginning with, it works, it really does, and we're reading through to the end of the chapter. I will now ask Sandy C. to begin reading. Thank you, Rick. May I be heard? Yes, you can. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Sandy, very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. But this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is devoted, entirely devoted to step 12. Um, thank you so much for allowing me to do service today. And this is uh, my first time being a reader and I feel like uh, I've been given the greatest hits, um, taught one of the top 10 readings in the whole dang book. And um, when I first realized that it felt like a lot of pressure, like I had to bring context and history and profound experience. And then I remembered that we're a group and I don't, I just have to bring my experience. I don't have to bring all that other groovy stuff because other people will supply that. So the first thing that I see is um, the big promise, right? The big kahuna promise. It works. It really does. And I am here to tell you it really does. You know, I came in for a diet, for a food plan, for a relief from pain. Um, 
and I got so much more. And if you told me I was going to get more, you, in fact, you may have told me I was going to get more, but I couldn't hear it. I just needed to get that handled. And I have that. I have neutrality around food. I have a healthy body weight. Um, I have a very easy, breezy, simple food plan. I have a glorious abstinence that gets more and more expansive and delightful. Um, and I have so much more. You know, I have freedom from fear. I have freedom from shame. I have freedom from financial fear of financial insecurity. I have glorious gifts, everything I could have wanted, and so much more. And then, of course, you know, let's not get too pink cloud because we alcoholics are undisciplined, and oh boy, am I undisciplined. So we do let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. And that miracle has come true for me as well. I mean, down to simple stuff like I make my bed and I do my dishes. That was not happening 11 years ago. None of that was happening. Um, and this is not all. Oh, my goodness, there's more? Wow. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. And I'll just say that also works without faith is dead. I, I recently have been doing some work that started with the third step prayer and looking at did I trust God? You know, am I trusting God, cleaning house, and helping others? Well, I'm great at helping others, and I'm working on cleaning my house. But do I really trust God? And the answer, the first answer was no. And um, I've spent the last six months learning how to do that, and it's been extraordinary. And I'm very grateful. And it changes the quality of my works, right? My works with faith is alive um, in a way that doing work without faith is not alive. And, um, oh boy, the next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12, you know, step 11 and 12, my all-time favorite steps. So I thank you all so much for letting me share, and I pass. Okay, thank you very much, Sandy, for getting us started. Uh, before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Linda D. Teresa P. Okay, hold on just a sec, guys. I'm trying to back up. I heard uh, either Linda or Brenda and Teresa. Was that uh, Linda? Okay, I got you. Linda. Christina J. Okay. Christina J. Okay. So, so far I've got Linda D., Show. Teresa P., Colleen, I didn't get the uh, first initial of the last name, and Christina J. Who else would like to share? Jacqueline from Minnesota. Oops, didn't quite get that from Minnesota. Who is that from Minnesota? Joe M. Joe M. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, Maybe one more for this lineup. Anyone else? All right. Then we'll just go ahead and go with uh, who we have. Uh, just, um, again, uh, if you can include your state when you introduce yourself, that would be awesome. And I've got Linda D., Teresa P., Colleen, Christina J., Joe M., and uh, Linda D., you're up, followed by Ter Teresa P. Go ahead, Linda. 
Good morning. Can you hear me, Rick? I sure can. Loud and clear. Gee, it's good to hear your voice, honey. You're you're a real treasure. Um, oh, thank you. No, you really are. That's the truth. Um, I'm Linda D. I'm from Connecticut, and boy, boy, does this work. I am so grateful this program works. For God's sake, something works. Because I was dead in the water. I mean, so broken. There aren't even words for it. It's it's it was hideous. So um, the thing that jumps out at me is that um, I'm alive and I'm well and I'm getting healthier and healthier through the most unbelievable poop because even though all those promises come true initially, kind of, I mean, they're so dramatic, but then life goes on and things unfold. So sooner or later in my life comes terror. I was weaned on it. I come from a compulsive, excuse me, a compulsive family. The whole family was sick with addiction, with compulsion, compulsion, with uh, food or one of the other arms of this disease. So now what do I do with terror that's so different, so different? I practice, 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 letting the steps with all of you, letting, surrendering to this process because I have to let, allow, let a higher power lead me. I didn't even know it was real or he or she. I didn't know it was real. It had to show me that it was real. I had to learn how to trust this power. And if I'm terrified, how am I going to hear it? I'm going to have to get quiet. Quiet? I wouldn't know what that word means. I am so busy saying, what do you want me to do next? Trying to calm down and listening. What do you want me to do next? What do you want me to do next? If I practice that, I'll hear it. And meanwhile, I can call people and scream into the phone. Holy, mm -hmm, you won't believe what's happening. I do believe it. Life can be surprising. Wow. Grab you by the throat. Trust. Build it. Pause. It's going to be all right. I'm living proof of it. Living proof. And God is so real. And in the universe. Yeah. God is so real in the universe and within me. Really within me, too. Thanks. I pass. Oh, thank you so much, Linda. And Teresa P., you're up, followed by Colleen. Go ahead, Teresa. Hi, uh, this is Teresa P. from California, and I'm a grateful uh, recovered compulsive overeater, and I never thought I would say those words because I hated that I could not control my food like I thought I saw everybody else doing. And, you know, I got into... Overeaters Anonymous, and the miracle happens, and has happened for 
you know, for years. And it's, it's just, you know, it's proof there's a God. <laughs> I'm a walking miracle. And uh, what I love about it, it, it works. It really does. And I'm so grateful for that because I don't have to do, I don't have to do things perfectly. You know, I just have to keep showing up and, and doing the next indicated step to the best of my ability. And God has truly led me on a, on a, um, a path uh, through many, many things. Um, and uh, the highs, the lows, and the, you know, the, uh, the great joys and, you know, the um, scary and painful things. And currently I'm having the, another adventure. I ended up in the hospital in, in August. Uh, walked into the hospital, you know, and have, been, have had trouble walking since. I had trouble with both ankles. And, uh, and it's been a process that I just get to keep turning over to God because, you know, I want to know, okay, what's the problem? You know, how do you fix it? How long is it going to take? And, you know, and they don't know for sure. You know, they say, oh, it might be this. We're trying this, you know. And it, yeah, I keep going, you know, just spend all, you know, six weeks just, you know, taking the next indicated step and going, oh, what's going on and talking to people. And, you know, without program, without, especially without God, I couldn't do this. And, and I, I got to, you know. Um, we just lost you, Teresa. If you could hit star one to unmute again. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, great. Okay, so, you know, I've I've had to deal with, you know, asking doctor doctors questions and listening, hearing the answers. And, you know, I, I came into a program not able to do that. I mean, I was just figured, you know, I'm here, you know, I hurt, now you fix it. And, of course, that didn't work very good because, you know, they need more information. Well, I finally am in contact with, you know, my body and, and most importantly, in contact with what I call my God spot. You know, there is that God is inside of me. And I finally go, oh, there he is. You know, he talks to me and, and he doesn't deliver letters, at least not usually. But I do, I, he does give me indication of, you know, in various ways of what I need to do. And a lot of it's just trust. Okay, try this and trust. And so, so we're just reminder. Thank you. I heard you. So what I get to do is just let the process work. And, you know, work the 12 steps and thank God for 10, 11, and 12. Because I've had to do a lot of 10s, can't live life without, I mean, can't live life without 11. And uh, the saving grace is step 12. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Teresa. And Colleen, you're up, followed by Christina J. Go ahead, Colleen. Hey, good morning. This is Colleen M. from Maryland. Just wanted to um, thank everyone on the line for saving my life on a daily basis. I just wanted to chime in, claim my seat, and say that this last couple months have been pretty awesome. And I definitely like the line here where it says that 
we let God discipline us in simple ways, that we are undisciplined and we let God discipline us. And I didn't want to be disciplined by anybody, especially not God, who I did not trust because God was not doing following my script. And I just looked up the word discipline and a branch of knowledge. And I'd like to, I'd like to look at discipline as that because, you, you know, and it is simple because when I tried to arrange life to suit myself, I kind of, I, I never was satisfied and I got into all kinds of trouble with people, places and things. And if I follow the outlines here and just do these simple steps, not think about it, not complicate it, uh, my life is changing. My heart is changing. Um, I am probably a lot easier to be around, although I still have a lot of character defects that want to pop up. But, um, you know, surrendering to the, the step, these steps and um, following direction, good orderly direction. And, and I you know, I agree with, you know, God is within me today. And I, I do have a trust in my higher power that I did not have before because I'm not trying to be the higher power. So um, I just appreciate everybody on this line and all that you give. And that's all I got. Thanks for having a happy Monday. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Colleen. And Christina J., you are up, followed by Joe M. Go ahead, Christina. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for your service today. Um, it works, it really does. I'm being challenged in a way I've never been challenged in my life. Last Wednesday, my boss walked in in the afternoon right before I left and told me I was going to be out of a job in 30 days. This job was uh, going to be for the lender of the home we're buying halfway across the country. I needed that job. I was going to be able to take it remotely, and he changed his mind. I'd already given notice to the landlady. Um, Moving trucks ready. I mean, everything's going. Everything's moving. And yet now we have this dead end that I have to trust God in. Not a dead end, but a possible new beginning to something that he has better. But anyway, I went into terror as I sat there thinking um, I'm going to be out of a home and out of a job in 30 days. What was my first thought? I didn't go eat. I didn't go eat. I didn't even think about food. This is a damned miracle. That's the first miracle. The second miracle is I cried out to God. I've been in terror, in and out of terror, as Linda D. spoke about, since then. And I've had to learn a deeper surrender every day. At night, the demons come of fear and try to rack me and twist me and turn me. And I just cry out to God. I don't have an answer. And, um, of course, I'm into action you know, I've got to look for jobs. I've got to talk to the realtor and the lender. I've done all that. And I have to believe that God's creating something and has something for us that's much better than what was. This is a deeper surrender. This is a great gift, even though it's very painful, because I'm having to learn to depend on God and walk with this power within me and trust it. And I have great moments of knowing that it's going to be okay. and He's got it to trust him. My prayer has become peace. Be still. Peace, be still in my meditations. And every reading I've picked up since this happened points to trusting God and all of you. And this is where I'm working my 10 and 11s. Without those, I'd be dead in the water, I'd be in the food. And I, today, being in the food along with this other tension horrifies me. To be steeped in the food 
And the grossness of it all while going through this scares the living pants off of me. So the neutrality around food is so great. And this challenge is great. And um, it works. It really does. I've had a little over a year of abstinence, and I'm growing deeper and deeper. And this, God's got me in the fire. God has this in the fire, and it's okay, even though it's painful and scary. And uh, today I'm going to walk in gratitude that God knows what's going on, and I'm going to reach out to fellows, my sponsor, and keep on. That's all I got. And it works. It really does, newcomers. Get in here. Uh, thank you so much, Christina. And Joanne, you're up next. Uh, then we'll take a second group of names. Before we do that, uh, getting into Joanne, hold on a second. And um, what we are reading right now is in the chapter into action on page 88, the first paragraph, reading with it works. It really does. We're reading through the end of the chapter. Uh, Joanne, go ahead. Yeah, thank you, Rick, for your service. Can you hear me okay? I sure can. Okay, thank you. My name is Joe M. from Minnesota. I'm a compulsive overeater. But this is not all. There is action and more action. Wow, could I say that over and over again? I have come to understand that for me, the purpose of the first 11 steps is to simply get me ready for step 12 that I am supposed to live my days and my life in step 12. That's the whole deal. Because step 12 takes care of everything. It's carrying the message to other compulsive overeaters, and it's practicing these principles in all of my affairs. And that's what I'm supposed to be doing, action and more action. I think what they're talking about here is spiritual action. It's action, but it's of a spiritual nature. So it's not the to-do list that I have, because I certainly have my to-do lists, my my mental tasks of lists of, of my mental list of tasks, physical tasks, but that's not what they're talking about here. They're not talking about physical tasking. They're talking about spiritual tasking, which is being of service, sponsoring others, calling newcomers, carrying that message, following through on commitments, showing up with a service ethic at work. That's the whole deal. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that step 11 is just a few paragraphs in the big book. I'm not supposed to spend, I don't think, a ton of time in step 11. I spend enough time in step 11 to get me ready for what's really, what, where the rubber really hits the road, which is showing up in service with others, showing up with others and for others. I kind of think of it as um, gassing up my car. So if I want to go somewhere in my car, I have to gas up the car, but I'm not going to spend all day at the gas station. I'm going to spend an appropriate amount of time and effort and intention at the gas station so that my car has the gas it needs so that I can go somewhere because the whole point is going somewhere. So that's what I have to share today, and I'll pass. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Joe. All right. Um, although we value everyone's experience we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too now who else would like to share today can Maria. i go on then okay so hold on i heard uh so for the first two who is the the i heard a female and a male irene d kim a kim a melissa w Okay, hold on just a sec, guys. 
Uh, so Joe on. So I got Kim A, Joe, Johan, uh, and then Melissa W. Who was right before Melissa W? Maria B. E. I'm sorry. Marge E. Maria B. Vasa O. Okay. Here's who I have. Uh, I have Kim A, Johan, Marge E, Melissa W, and Maria. And and Vasa. All right, let's uh, let's go with that, and then Eileen we'll, 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 B. Oh, and Eileen B. Okay, Eileen, that's right. I heard you earlier. Okay, guys. Um, so Kim A, you are up, followed by Johan. Go ahead, Kim A. Kim A, go ahead and unmute. Hey, it's Kim A. in New York City. We all love that <clears throat> that line, it works, it really does. But what does that even mean? Like, I've been thinking about, okay, what does it mean to me that it works? It used to mean that I was able to stay on my food plan, that I was able to avoid sugar, that I was able to have what seemed to be like squeaky clean abstinence. But Following a food plan, to me, managing my food in any way was just like a euphemism for trying to control my illness. And it worked great until it stopped working. So it works, it really does, ceased being about like managing my food in any way. What it means to me now, because the only thing that really worked for me was the steps right? Working the steps quickly with a sponsor who's recovered. And what it means now is that I'm not managing my food in any way and I'm living in that neutrality. And I'd be lying if I said I was feeling like neutral around food all the time. I'm not. But what it means to me that it works is that I'm living in 10, 11, and 12 so that throughout my day, as I am feeling that I'm living in some selfishness or having dishonest thoughts or, you know, trying to arrange life to suit me, I do a step 10 and then I find some way to become immediately helpful. And these are the actions that I take so that I don't need to either eat compulsively or be focused around food. Because to me, that was the whole, you know, that's the crux of this, that I want to be free from the obsession. It's not just about what I'm eating or not eating or what I weigh or don't weigh. It's that I don't want to live my life thinking about food. And when I was trying to manage my food, control my food, it wasn't taking care of that obsession because I was constantly planning my food and thinking, you know, what I needed to avoid and all these things. And personally, I do not have a physical allergy. And it took me a really long time to realize that because I've binged on so many things that for me, it's not just about sugar. So when it works, it means that, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm running around eating everything. It just means that I have the freedom of not really having to think much about it, praying on what I should be eating and when I should be eating and how much. And then just kind of living life 
whatever that means. It means taking whatever my higher power puts in front of me and doing the best that I can. It means praying for my higher power to remove my fear so that I don't have to... I'll wrap up so that I don't have to really try to control anything in my life. Um, And with that, I will pass. My name is Kim A. I'm in New York City, recovered and available sponsor. Thank you. Thank you, Kim A. Johan in. You're um, up next, followed by Margie. Go ahead, Johan. Hi. Good morning. Thank you so much for service this morning, and thanks for all the shares. It's been great listening to all of you. And uh, yeah, uh, my name is Johan, Johan N, and like Nancy, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Sweden. And this paragraph really, really speaks to me. Uh, and it really starts off with a great promise. It works, it really does. And it does work. Uh, and for me, the rest of the paragraph tells me that this program works if I work it. That's the thing. If I just work through these steps, I get a spiritual awakening. I can get and I will get neutral on food. This is just an amazing miracle. And that's my experience as well. Um, I've been living all my life uh, from, a, from a child, always finding shortcuts, uh, never having a moral compass, and as I says here, being undisciplined. undisciplined. Uh, through these through this amazing steps and through the conscious contact that I got with God, and through the spiritual awakening that I had, uh, I today have a moral code. Uh, I am disciplined in the way that I practice rigorous honesty in all my affairs, uh, which is necessary if I want to stay in, in recovery and stay as recovered. But I do need to practice this uh, program every day uh, to the best of my ability, whatever the situation around me is. Uh, uh, but if I just continue to work step 10, 11, and 12 uh, to continue to have this conscious contact with God, God keeps me abstinent. And I came into a way just, you know, my only, the only <laughs> demand, uh, so to say, that I had on OA was that I wanted to be okay. I wanted to be okay. But, you know, uh, what I have gotten through working this program and through the through continuing work in this program is just mind-blowing. Uh, I'm, I'm far more than okay today. I'm happy, joyous, and free. And that's just amazing. So I'm so grateful for this program. I'm so grateful for this meetings. Vision has completely changed my life and that I get to practice this program every day, one day at a time. So thank you so much. And with that, I pause. Thanks. Thank you so much, Johan. Margie, you're up, followed by Melissa W. Go ahead, Marge. Margie, unmute. I'm sorry. I thought I was I was unmuted. This is Margie from Massachusetts. And um, I was very, very fortunate many, many years ago to have been at a convention and one of the founding members of the program, uh, A.G., was speaking, and he said, I bet you don't know what the five most important words in the big book is. And I'm thinking, you know, I couldn't figure it out. And he says, it works. It really does. And, and you know, I think that's so important for people 
that are new to uh, that are struggling to hear that it works it really does because it does i um was so desperate i knew i was at the point that i could never diet again it just didn't work and you know i plead to god and i've tried everything and i was totally desperate and those words were so meaningful to me because the program does work it really does and um it gives you hope and um I've been so gifted to have this program and a God in my life and my God squad. And I'm just so grateful for these wonderful healing meetings. And um, words just can't express my appreciation. And um, I don't usually share, but when I heard that the five most important words was it works, it really does, it rang such a bell to me. Thank you. I pass. Okay, thank you so much, Marge. Melissa W., you're up, followed by Maria B. Go ahead, Melissa. Uh, Good morning, Melissa W., recovered in New York. Um, So when I look at this, it says it works, it really does. And, um, you you know, it's like, well, it works. Okay, so what works? Well, what works is the directions that were outlined in Step 11. But what's amazing to me is it says, you know, part of this is we pause. Well, I had no pause in active addiction. And so, like, in order to have that pause, I have to work all the 12, all steps before Step 11, which is all this spiritual um, program of recovery. And so what does this look like today in my life? Which is, um, I have a little girl who is um, struggling and, um and, you know, sometimes when that comes up, the pain is just too much. It's too much. That's the words I use. It's too much. And about uh, two or at this point, it's like it's over two or three weeks ago, one of these incidents just came up. And um, I have um, um, just shy of like six months of abstinence in this program. And, um, and it was one of these incidents, and I just shut down. I couldn't take it. I could not take it, and almost on autopilot, I walked over to the pantry. And I, you know, continuous absence. I work a program. I have sponsees. I do what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, I am burning in pain, burning in pain. And um, and I just started to stare at the food. And I was like reaching for something that like I don't even like, you know. And so here are the thoughts that went through my head. It was, number one, like, if I pick this up, right, then all of a sudden I went to the image of, like, I am suddenly, next step, I'm in the basement binging on everything else I can get my hands on. Second thought, I can't do this because I have to do a ninth step with a sponsee tomorrow. Third thought, I was just on the phone with someone talking about how the beauty of this program, like, I can't, I I, I can't believe that I said that and I'm doing this. Like, fourth thought, the food doesn't work. Fifth thought, I have to call someone. I put the food away. I walked away from the pantry. I called someone. I talked to my sponsor about it. I've sent the, by the way, I've been in pain. It's not like the pain went away. I've got a daughter that's sick. 
you know what I learned in this program? Life doesn't change. You know what I learned in this book? That like the spiritual experience is that, is that my reaction to life is different. That's for me, that's it works. It really does. And the, the idea that 11 to reminder. 12, thank you so much, 12 saved my life. The solid step one and all of the steps up to it and then 12, that's what saved my life and I didn't pick up that day. So thank you so much. It works. It really does. Okay. Thank you, Melissa. Maria B., you are up next, followed by Vasa. Oh, go ahead, Maria. Hi, I'm Maria B. I'm a compulsive overeater and starting to recover. Um, I wanted to share that um, it, work, it works, it really does. Um, I spoke to my sponsor and I was kind of saying, oh, my food is a little boring. <laughs> and she said, great, um, no more eventful eating. Life can be more exciting when the food is boring. <laughs> and uh, that's part of the program working for me because I don't really need exciting food. I want my life to be um, healthy and functioning and for me to be useful to others. And um, so that's how the program, that made sense to me yesterday and took a big pressure off um, because the world, uh, the quote-unquote earthlings out there who don't have an eating problem like I do, they can brag about eventful eating, but I don't have that luxury and I'm fine with that. Um, and also another realization that I had uh, is that, so I worked I worked this same 12-step program based on the big book for the beverage program and I had a psychic change in the spiritual experience when I was done with the steps and it was amazing but I did learn and I learned that phrase also yesterday my credits do not transfer to the OA program at all um, I was like why can't I apply that those steps and that freedom to how I eat and get freedom from food that same freedom uh, and it did not work um, I have to gain humility and surrender and otherwise it's a delusion and I'm just doing it by myself and I can say I willed it. I applied the same steps to the OA program and I'm free from my addiction to food, which does not work. I uh, am wanting to humbly work this program with my greater power, higher power and you also um, and it will work then. So thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Maria. Uh, could you uh, unmute again and tell me what state you're from uh, real quick, if you don't mind? Thank you. Good morning, Rick and everyone. Vass, a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And thank you for your service and everybody's service this morning. And I just love this uh, reading that we did this, mor did this morning. It works. It really works. My sponsor promised me, she said, Vasa, it's going to work if you work it. I had no clue about the disease when I came to my first meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. I didn't know anything about the allergy. Finally, there was like a name for it. I'd been dieting for 25 years of my life, and I've been trying to put the food down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up all those years, and I couldn't do it. So I had the gift of desperation, and this program, it's a gift 
to us from our higher power that I would never thought I would ever recover from the food addiction. And it is a miracle. If it works for me, it's going to work for anybody because I thought I was just going to die in this uh, addiction. And yeah, she said, if we work it, it's work. And for me, it meant the first three steps, which I admitted. Yes, I was powerless over the food. I needed to find a power greater than myself to help me. I thought I needed to, who is this higher power? I felt like I need to see, to touch, to believe, you know. I needed a human human power, you know, and that brought me to a higher power that I never understood or believed that would help me do what I couldn't do for myself. So, um, yes, the first three steps are the most were the most important steps for me. I can, he can, and I will let him. I didn't want to die from this food addiction. And then, yeah, I became abstinent by the grace of my higher power. Then my sponsor said, okay, we're going to go to step four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, as they are laid out. And this is the only thing that has worked for me. It's step now, going through all the steps, like 10, 11, and 12. And I love prayer and meditation. Um, those people, I'm type A personality, you know, I'm go. I'm always going and doing. So I needed how, how to find time to spend with with God, and that was not that easy, but it has become much better over the years, prayer and meditation. And then action, there's more action, and I've been doing this for many, many years, and I'm just so, so grateful, and I pass. Thank you so much, Vasa. Eileen B., you're up, and then we will have time for some more names. So Eileen B., you're up. Go ahead. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Ivy Lee, gratefully recovered bulimic, and I'm also an emotional eater and a compulsive eater and a lot of other things. I I wanted to have the opportunity to share today because um, because the, what we've been reading this past week, this whole section of the book that gives us very specific instructions on how to go about our prayer and meditation, what our mindset needs to be. This is the solution. And the problem is on pages 60 to 63, 62 to 63, I run the show, self-reliance, that's my problem. And that's my problem, and this is my solution like completely my solution and it works it's really simple it works if I do it but in this little paragraph it says that we're undisciplined I am the most undisciplined person I know I never learned discipline I don't know how it happened And at the end of the day, I don't suppose it much matters. The point is, I need to become disciplined. And um, the only one who has the power to do that is my higher power. He is the only one who is powerful enough to overcome my own self-will run riot. And I am so grateful 
that it works. I'm so grateful for the specific instructions. Yes, I'm going to go there and I'm going to expand on it because that's my nature. You guys should see my book and all the stuff written on it and all the things that I've added um, to these prayers. I added (laughs) emphatically, I do not run the show. I do not impose my will on others. Help me with all my blind spots because I have so many blind spots. But God will be my eyes. You guys will be my eyes. I pray for that. I pray for recovery. And it works if I work it. So I have to work it. I have to do it. That's where the discipline comes in. So I'm going to pray to my higher power that he give me the discipline to do it. Because if I do it, it will work. Look at y'all. It didn't happen magically. It works. It works for y'all because you're doing it. So I get to do it doing without I pass. All right. Perfect timing. Thank you so much, Eileen B. All right. We have time for a few more names and- here. And, uh, when you do give me your name, please include the state you're from. That would uh, help others to contact you. So uh, I'll take a few more names. Who else would like to share? Joe T. Tampa, Florida. Uh, what was that again from Florida? Sorry, Joe. Joe T. Tampa, Florida. Joe T. Lisa B. And Lisa B. And uh, one more for now. Harriet in Fort Worth. Jackie A. Okay, Harriet. Um, I'm going to uh, stop it, Harriet. That might be all we have time for, guys. If we have some more, um, I'll I'll try to uh, get you in there. But uh, Joe, you go ahead. Joe T. from Florida, go ahead and unmute. Blanca B. G. Hi, Joe T. from Tampa, Florida, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, I love this paragraph, and in fact, I read these pages every morning. And I joined the fellowship back in May and um, have been recovered for a couple months now, and I just finished working all the steps, and I'm so happy that I feel like I can finally be of service, that I have enough to offer and enough experience, that I have actually just started with my first sponsee, and I wanted to just celebrate that with the group, and I'm able to put myself out on the group me chat and say available for service, and I get to take 10 steps, and this is keeping me abstinent. This work is it's so important for my recovery and it it just makes my day it makes my day beautiful and i just think at the end of the day how grateful i am to be able to be of service so thank you for letting me share and i pass oh wow okay thank you very much joe and uh lisa b you're up followed by harry go ahead lisa Good morning. Um, my name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. And thank you so much, Rick. Um, it says we alcoholics are undisciplined. We compulsive overeaters. And, you know, I had to first learn what a compulsive overeater really was. And the doctor's opinion taught me that I have an allergy of the body. And um, I have an obsession of the mind. And I'm undisciplined. 
And it says we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. Well, you know, where I am today and reading this, oh, you know, even though I'm doing all of these disciplines, that self, it still reappears. My ego, it reappears. And I don't even know it's made another appearance. And I'm trying to run the show even though I'm doing all of my disciplines, I'm going to God in prayers so that I can get things the way I want them to go, you know, so that everything will be exactly in order and in place so that I will look good, so that I will sound good, so that I'll get the applause. And I don't know that that's what's going on, but then I start to feel this knot and this anxiety. I start to feel that anxious apartness and separation. I wonder what's going on I'm doing all of my disciplines. But in a way, I'm doing my disciplines kind of in a sleep state, you know, and that's why it's so insidious. It's amazing. We could still be doing all the disciplines and still have that happen. So um, thank you, God, that I get these little nudges and I do a deeper inventory. I share it with a fellow. Of course, I go to God in prayer and I start intensely working with others even more. But it's like what someone shared today. My whole purpose is to be of service to God and the people around me. And sometimes I forget that. And I think that I'm in service to me. It's about me getting life the way I want it. You know, it's not. It's about me being of maximum service to God, and people around me. And it is a program of attraction and praying for joy, joy to flow through me so that I'll be attractive, you know, not an unhappy person in the process. So. Anyways, thank you, God, that I learned about the allergy of the body, and I learned about the obsession of the mind, and the, the, the podcasts out there that helped me, and you guys that helped me. So thank you. I pass. All right. Thank you so much, Lisa. Harry, you're up. Hey, um, this is Harriet in Fort Worth. Um, you can find me in the directory Seneca. Uh, Harry, what's the first initial of your last name, please? T. It's T. I was. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, yeah. You can find me in, and I refer to myself as Harriet because my icon is Harriet Tubman. She said I would free more, would have freed more slaves if they only knew that they were slaves. And when I know that I am that slave to food, is when I can give hope, I can give strength, I can give encouragement um, from my own experience. Um, this, uh, the book, big book says we are undisciplined, but guess what? As a compulsive overeater, I'm, a, I'm disciplined in the unhealthy ways. I can find a way to get to that food. I can find a way to find an excuse to get there, to get there, to get there again. But guess what? When I plug into intentionally every day, whether that's 90 meetings in 90 days, whether that's listening to recordings, whether that's challenging myself to do outreach, Finally, I become, I get, become in a way that I'm useful to the light. What is that light? Whatever that light is, for me, it's God. I'm recovered today by God's grace, mercy, and goodness. Today, I can reach for that light, and it's in the reaching. It's in that being that I'm able to share from an empty place. And it's only through this program that I know that I, <laughs> I deserve a seat right here being the compulsive overeater one day at a time striving for that light and what that means is I have to get out of myself I have to do something different you know I'm a former um, naval officer and guess what I didn't get through boot camp by sitting back going yep 
I want to be I want to be an officer one day. I had to get up. I had to do push-ups, sit-ups, whatever it is. Just reach for that light, and and it's there. And I find that it's there. Um, so we let God discipline us in the simple ways. Man, when I get a food thought, boom. Man, what outreach am I doing today? Even within myself, what literature am I reading today? The tools. Just small things in a small, loving way. Find that kindness. Find that compassion for the sick person within me to want to do, be, grow, have better. That's all I have to have is that desire. That's why I earned my seat here. Because I know what the disease takes away. I know the gutter level um, of hopelessness, the despair. So please reach out. Um, thank you so much for the time. I'm so glad to share. Go be the light. Thank you. I pass. Uh, thank you so much, Harriet. Sorry, we, we ran out of time, and um, I appreciate your uh, understanding on that. Uh, before we um, see here, I want to thank everyone who shared. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today Monday, October 4th, 2021, is 17,861. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Julie R., please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, thank you, Rick. Julie R., recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your fault to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass.